No fancy bump open. We just open up the microphones and we start talking. I am Brad. He is John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Brad. How are you? And together, well, I'm just fine. Together, we are the BJShow.co, which is the website which is still not up. But anyway, John is a political savant. Uh, you know, I like. do you like savant or provocateur? You like provocateur? How about we split the difference and call it idiot savant? <laughs> Like, I've been called much worse, Brad. Like, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Do you, if someone says to you, if they give you a name, yeah. and they say, and and they get, let's say they give you the name of a representative from Northwest Missouri, who nobody ever what? hears about, would you know who that was? If you, like, you know, I'm saying, well, how about Joe Smith? Well, he's in the 42nd District up in Northwest Missouri. Do you know it that well? I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know the number, but I could tell you a little bit about him, more than likely. Every single one in the, in the whole state of Missouri? No, no, I couldn't do every single one in the state of Missouri for sure. There's 163 state reps. How about the and senators? a handful of them matter, Brad? <laughs> a handful of them matter. How about the senators? Yeah, I'd, I'd be able to name them. And you'd pretty much have be able to give like a thumbnail sketch of what their background is and what their political leanings are. That yeah, kind of I'd thing. Yeah, I'd be able to tell you a little bit about them. And the ones that I couldn't, I'd pull a Brad Hildebrand and just wiki while we're on the air. <laughs> I'd buy full Brad's trademark, See, trademark on, on air research. Why, why go to college when, you know, and I'm not the first guy. I've heard some very, I can't remember who it was, uh, some very uh, 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 renowned person say, I hold the wisdom of the world in my hand. And it's really sort of true, you know what I mean? With, it's the Wikipedia. Right? Yeah, it's well, the world's most accurate encyclopedia. Well, or with, with, with uh, not necessarily that, but just the internet in general. I mean, you Google, oh, Bing, sure. whatever, you can pretty much find out everything. Of course, you have to watch out for the the misinformation out there uh, that all the Democrats put on the websites. The Republicans, exactly. the, the Republicans would never do that, right? Or socialists. Remember, democratic <laughs> socialism is in vogue right now, Brad. Right, so right, right. Not right. just Democrats. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, we'll talk about this. Let me to finish up with John. John is uh, a political savant, provocateur, uh, an idiot savant. We won't call him that because he's far from being an idiot. And he follows the politics very closely. Matter of fact, for 22 years, he publishes every single morning on johncombest.com. He, pr- he provides a service. If you remember what the Drudge Report was, it still is. Drudge Report is still around, but it's not nearly as popular as it used to be. But it's that kind of a page. So in other words, yeah. you go onto his page and it lists all these links. And if you want to find out what's happened today with um, what's what's one, let's go through the top three today. What's if somebody want to find out about what's the third most popular story? The th- well, yeah, hey, that's a great place to start. The third most popular story is COVID numbers and COVID opinions, particularly around the state of Missouri. So a pretty progressive duo, which is Emerson College. And the City University of New York, so you can imagine that they're coming from a pretty perspective point of view, surveyed Americans in 12, quote, traditional Midwestern states to find out Missourians' views and other Midwesterns' views on the COVID the new COVID-19 booster shot and also the quality of health information. Brad, take a guess here. Of Missourians that were surveyed, what percentage of them say they will get the new COVID-19 booster? I'd say 10%. No, it's much higher than that. Really? It's, it is. It's much higher than at 20%? Of, of, of plan to... Now, this is plan to get, Brad. Right. This is not have gotten or have made plans to. And the basis is m- most people had two shots, the original two. So this would be number three or four. Or, or, is Correct. There, is yeah, there, is there a the fifth booster. one now? I think there is a fifth one, isn't there? 
I, you know, Brad, I didn't, I didn't get the first one, and I didn't get the second or third one either. So forty percent, forty-two percent say they plan to get it. Really, fifty-eight percent say no way, Jose. That- now, interestingly, people who are political idiot savants like me will remember that the presidential vote in twenty twenty was split almost exactly the same. Missouri voted fifty-eight percent for Donald Trump, forty-two percent. For I'm sorry, 57% for Donald Trump and 42% for Joe Biden. Interesting. With 1% probably writing someone else. So the 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 idea is that the the split between people that say no way they'll get the vaccine or get the booster versus yes is about the same as the presidential vote. I found that those numbers were uh, convergent. Interesting. Now that's it isn't one of the top three stories. The other two are. The, the number two story today is Missourians may get a chance to vote in 2024 in either the August or the November ballot on a casino in mid-Missouri. So this would essentially allow – there's only 13 riverboat casino – quote, riverboat is in quotes there – 13 casino licenses. This would add a 14th, and this would allow an investor group in mid-Missouri who's been working on this for about a decade, allow them to have a – uh, a casino in mid-Missouri. This is being opposed by an Indian tribe which wants to set up their own casino in mid-Missouri. So some interesting politics there. If, the, if that first group of investors is able to get enough signatures from Missourians this spring, this winter and this spring, they'll be able to get it on the ballot probably in August. And mid-Missouri would probably be Jefferson City or Boonville, one of the two probably, right? Yeah, well, it would be, it would be actually, it looks like south of the Bagnell Dam. So at Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, be at the Lake of the Ozarks? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, so that's why, <coughs> excuse me, that's why also the Indian tribe opposes it because they've been wanting to put a casino uh, at Lake of the Ozarks for years. And the difference is, is that Indian tribes don't pay any of the money that they get. They don't have to give any money to the state or to the federal government. Man, I tell you what, those Indians. <laughs> those Indians. <laughs> right. They got it going on. Okay, and the first, the big, the big story this, this, uh, this day? The top story, the top headline today is really a follow-up from something that you and I talked about the other day, Brad, which is uh, Josh Hawley and radiation. Yes. So the I've... Post-Dispatch essentially has a summary of where Hawley is on this and how he's digging his heels in and says he won't vote for the federal military defense bill unless it includes compensation for radiation well, victims i heard that they stripped it out is that true i haven't seen i i haven't seen it stripped out yet i that's news to me i well i heard uh show me let me say another source that it has been stripped out of that bill and he is furious so uh and what we're talking about is a money which would compensate victims for radiation and a Sort of dovetailing to what we talked about yesterday, some of the stuff going on out there uh, in Weldon Springs and on the north side of the airport, uh, people who were workers in that area, sons and daughters of workers, things like that, and compensation for people who became sick due to radiation poisoning by yep. working at those various sites. Now, I've got a client on the air right now, not on this station, but on uh, Westplex, that uh, has a, that. That's what he does. There is another. There is another. Uh, bill uh, that's already been passed or another or, or thing that's already been passed where essentially it is radiation workers who worked at associated places, not necessarily at the cleanup far, far mm-hmm. north, but they worked at like various plants where they actually made some of the uh, the uranium and other byproducts for the uh, atomic bomb and things like that. You know, hey, Brad, you are right, and I just checked in real time. The Hill, the publication out of D.C., has a story. They posted a story last night 
about it being stripped from the defense bill. So in real time, if you go to johncombest.com at this instant, you will see a link to that. You put it under just like that? Yep, it's up right now. Man, are you good or what? Well, but- uh, You know, we can multitask. <laughs> see, some people can, some people can't. Watch them drive down the highway sometimes. Some, <laughs> people, some people have a tough time, you know, driving their car and looking out the windshield at the same time. Uh, so, you know what? I, I, why was that stripped out of the bill? Is there any reason for that? Did you see that in the, in the uh, article? I, ha- I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Um, but it looks like both Senator Eric Schmidt and Hawley co-sponsored it along with a, de- a Democrat senator and a Republican. I mean, and remember back and forth as you get closer to as you get closer to approval of these things, there's so much horse trading that goes on back and forth and things are stripped and things are added back in. And it's just like in the Missouri legislature. Some folks say that they'll that they'll withhold support for other bills unless you get their thing in this bill. So, you know, uh, to use a cliche, it's just it's got a lot of, quote, moving parts going on right now. I'm going to branch off what you just said, mm-hmm. and I think that's an important point, and I'll tell you why. Because what you just said, I think, has a lot to do with why Donald Trump is not liked by most politicians and why Eric Greitens is not liked by, liked by most politicians. Do you see where I'm Be- going with this? Because he's not part of the first street. Well, because he didn't do that on the way up. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't. I see what you're saying. He, he didn't collect chits. Right. And that's, for anybody who's listening, that's C-H-I-T. Not right. The other <laughs> not the other one, right. He didn't collect chits yes. on the way up. In other right, words. favors here and there. In other words, if you talk to anybody on any level of government, if you talk to like Mike Elam on the county council or any of the various cities in the Westplex or anywhere for that matter, uh, there are things that come about that some of the members of that organization are very pro-far, others are sort of lukewarm, and others are, you know, against it. Well, what happens behind the scenes is they go out to breakfast or they have a chat over lunch or they just talk in the parking lot and say, look, you know what, help me on this one. You know, I know you're not totally against it, but if you help me on this one, you know, I'll down the road, you know, when you got something that needs a little bit of extra oomph, I'll be there for you. You know what I mean? It's that kind of a thing, right? It, and it's the old political cliche of to get along, you have to go along. Right. And, and that's been a, a congressional maxim for many years. And, because because when you think about most bills, we'll just take Congress, for example. If you're a congressman from mid-Missouri and a congressman from California wants an appropriations bill or wants something funded in his district, you have no real reason to oppose it. If you know that you can get payback somewhere down the road. Right, right, right. And, and, and but, but once again, the situation is that to a certain extent, government is negotiation. I mean, you, Correct. Yep. Even, even with it, I mean, you see this, it's a little bit different between the Democrats and the Republicans. The Democrats always seem to have a, a, a one face. In other words, they are all behind whatever they say, and you don't get any, any of the crazy, you know, uh, nuts who are coming out. Well, I don't agree with that. Whereas with the Republicans, you can look at somebody like Bill Eigel, who is essentially the guy who is not going along with the rest of the Republicans. Or you can look at people like, um, who's the guy, uh, Matt Gates, Matt who Gaetz, is, right. right. And okay, now let me ask you this. Sort of a bombshell yesterday. What do you think about uh, about Kevin McCarthy resigning midterm? I think he. I mean, I think he's clearly just had enough. And we often forget that that these folks are just are are people, like they're real people that have real pressures. And there could be a dozen conspiracy theories about why it's time for him to step down or someone forced him into resigning. But eventually, folks like this just they're real people and they have enough. And sometimes that answers 
what really happened. Well, the majority for the Republicans in 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 the uh, Congress in the House of Representatives is now getting even slimmer. You've lost Razor Thin. You've lost Razor Santos, thin. and they'll have yep. a. I think they're going to call. Isn't Kathy Hochul the governor of New York? Isn't she calling a special election for that seat in in January? Isn't that what I read? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you got that, and I don't know what's going to happen in 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 California because Kevin McCarthy is from California. I would assume they'll have a special election as well too. I don't think the in most of the states, I don't think the governors can name the the representatives if someone dies or resigns midterm. Isn't that the case, or is is it is it is it that they it, can't? I, I I think it depends on the state. But here in Missouri, for example, we had uh, Congresswoman Joanne Emerson. Many folks will remember was represented Southeast Missouri. Uh, her husband represented it for a long time, and then Joanne moved into that seat, and then she was rendered. Uh, she she essentially was incapacitated. Um, she had some really serious health issues, and the party committee were were the ones that ended up voting for it. So if you were if you did the thankless job of being on a party committee for years, you got the chance to actually vote for who the next congressman would be. And that I believe was in uh, that was around probably 2013, I want to say. And Congressman Jason Smith was selected, and then ended up getting elected. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know what? We're we're winding down the year 2023. 2024 politically is going to be very interesting, don't you think? It's going to be a mess. It's <laughs> going to be a fiasco mess. and the media loves it as always because you have their favorite politician, Donald Trump, to generate some ratings and you have uh, you know, it's it's and, and thanks to social media, of course, Brad, it changes by the minute. I was just updated on a Missouri political story by you. And I do this every day, and I hadn't seen it. That's how quick things change. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, uh, next next segment, let's talk about the Harvard, and essentially there were several of the Ivy League schools. Their presidents were on Capitol Hill yesterday. And we'll talk about that specifically but in the next break. But what I want to, what I want to talk about, you as being a former comms guy from Monsanto, mm-hmm slash bear mm-hmm. and these these heads of these universities i believe all of them the ones i heard yesterday i think three or three or four of them were all women nothing against that but it was right. just sort of interesting that it was you know all of them were women presidents of these universities they had a line no matter what the question was if the congressperson would have said uh, do you like jelly on your toast uh, the congressperson, uh, or the 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 person, uh, the the Ivy League president, would give out something about. Well, you know, thirty two percent of the American public appreciates the fact that we do have toast for breakfast. You know, in other yep. words, they wouldn't answer the, the the question. Okay, with your job, did you do that with your executives? Did you prompt them on what to say and what not to say? And oh, the, of course, and yeah. to give them I mean, those. You would never put. You would never put even a mid level. Or, or upper, lower level representative on the radio, on television with a reporter, unless they had been mercilessly coached. Really? I mean, like, absolutely. When you yeah. say I mean, mercilessly. Brad, we wouldn't put a marketing director on the radio with a local ag station unless they had gone through hours of media training. And it was our team that did that media training. So you'd sit them down in a room and, and would you do like do role playing kind of stuff? You'd pretend. Hundreds of hours. And, and at the risk of bragging here, Brad. I had uh, my particular role was to be aggressive jerk reporter. And so I would be and I would come into meetings express just for periods of time when they when executives would be going through regular media training, I would be brought in for just an hour or so at times just to play uh, aggravating jerk moderator or reporter. 
So, so you would essentially try to antagonize them. Absolutely. And, and you know, maybe in the next segment, we'll go through a, a couple of my favorite leading questions that I like to ask executives. Well, but don't you think to a certain extent that backfires because of the fact that whenever I hear that stuff, because I can't remember who the one, the one congresswoman who was really pushing that she kept saying, answer me yes or no. Right. I mean, what's his face? Mayorkas does it all the time. You know, they, they ask him, is the border secure? And he launches into something. We have very, you know, very seasoned border agents and they do a great job and we're so happy that they work for us. And the, to, well, to answer your question, Brad, the answer is no. And I'm going to be a contrarian and say a no, it doesn't backfire because your primary task in preparing an executive or any spokesman is to minimize risk. So if you say something that's boring or even doesn't answer the question, that's better than the executive giving their actual opinion or being or saying anything interesting whatsoever. Now, Along that line, how long has this been? Is this something that has come around or about within the last 20, 30, 40 years? I mean, was there a time I when, think so. when yeah, you, you didn't I, have I people so. like yourself, didn't have comms people? Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of it, uh, my best guess over the years from what, and I've read several books about, about media training and gone through a lot of training myself before I did this, is the idea of especially tobacco executives in the 1970s, when you look at some of the some of the cross-examination and how poorly they did, that really shone a light on, on how important it is to have executives not shoot from the hip. And, and remember, Brad, it's different for a politician who's looking for votes, who's trying to, to constantly get votes from people versus a corporation that has to answer to consumers and their board of directors and shareholders. So, th so the target's a little bit different. Interesting. That's John Combest. He's a political savant, political... Um, political idiot savant. Political. Can we make that my official title, Brad? <laughs> political idiot savant. <laughs> um, I have no ego, Brad. Like, I've worked for years to, dis to, to minimize and destroy my ego. Well, so political idiot savant would work well for that. Well, here's one of the things that's funny you should say that because of the fact that I... I try to not, I try to be very, um, what's the word, self-deprecating uh, because of the fact that sometimes people say, oh my God, you're on the radio. I go, hey, it's a job. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. and, and once again, it's to the point where, where I don't, you know, personally, people may find it hard to believe, but I'm just doing what I enjoy doing. For and sure. it's not the kind of thing where I, when I walk out of the studio in the morning, you know, there's a limousine waiting for me and, and someone's driving me around town and I'm going to eat at the finest restaurants and things like that. I mean, you but know, that, Brad, that's only because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's only because there are no electronic limousines. <laughs> if there was an EV limousine, you would have one waiting for you. But Wait. you're just, you're that committed to the environment that you won't ride in a traditional limo. You know, once again, don't go with me there with the whole thing that there's, uh, was it the, I, I have to find out if I, I took notes on this, but I don't know if I put this down. It's funny you should bring that up because something I want to talk about this morning, they, there's a bill that's big that went, I think it passed through the U.S. House where essentially it's going to essentially uh, uh, kneecap the EPA on all these mandates that we have to have all nice. electric cars by such nice. and such a date. And the interesting part of that is if you look at the car dealerships, uh, it happened this week where there was a group of car dealers who banded together and essentially said, look, you know, you, we've got these EVs on our lot. Nobody wants them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because, especially not at that price. Well, that's part <laughs> of the problem. They're very expensive. And especially if you are someone who, like, lives in an apartment complex um, or, um, you know, many other different things, it's not really practical. Anyway, we'll talk about that. We have to take a break. Uh, this is the BJShow.co.
It doesn't roll off the tongue as much as BS show does, but that's a whole other story. Uh, anyway, that's John Combest. I'm Brad. We will be back after this. It's 723.